Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Yes, we are in Acts, the seventh chapter, and we're in the midst of uh, Stephen answering the question, the religious rulers. And so if you're just joining us right now, go back and catch the previous, what, four, five, or six episodes, because this is quite uh, a little speech that he's given right here. And it's basically a synopsis of the history of Israel, according to the Old Testament. And Stephen is speaking about Moses, and he had just said that Moses is the one, this is uh, Acts 7, 36, that this man led them out performing wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. So we've seen where uh, Moses spent his first 40 years in Egypt and uh, was trained and educated in all the ways of the Egyptians, and that he was mighty and powerful in word and deed. That's how, that's how Stephen described him. But then he uh, tried to deliver his people of his own volition and his own timing, I believe. And he wound up fleeing because they found out that he had killed a fellow Egyptian who was abusing a fellow Hebrew. And so Moses flees and he spends 40 years in the Midian desert and winds up uh, picking up a wife, a couple of boys. And then God calls him back to Egypt to deliver the people. And then he spent 40 years with these people in the wilderness. And so Stephen has spoken of all of this. Now, verse 37, Acts 7, watch what happens. Stephen continues speaking. This is the Moses who said to the sons of Israel, and now Stephen quotes the Old Testament again, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. So Stephen is quoting Moses, and he's quoting Moses from um, uh, Deuteronomy 18, Deuteronomy 18, 15, Deuteronomy 18, 18. Uh, Moses says this. Now, this is interesting. Again, it's Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy literally means the second giving of the law. And what it is, the children of Israel are about to enter into the promised land, and Moses gives that generation the law, again, he reiterates the law. That's what Deuteronomy is. And he does that because the previous generation had died in the desert because of their rebellion. And so Moses says what? That God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Again, it's mentioned twice in Deuteronomy 18. And then Peter actually quotes this same exact thing uh, in Acts 3. That God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. So let me just read Deuteronomy 18, 15 to you. It says this, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your countrymen. You shall listen to him. Deuteronomy 18, 18, it says, I will raise up a prophet from among their countrymen like you, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to, to them all that I command him. And so why, why is this reiterated, you know, like this, why did Peter speak of this? Why is Stephen speaking of this? Were there not prophets after Moses? Well, of course there were. There were many prophets after Moses, but that which Moses was prophesying him said, "This one is going to be will come up from the sons of Israel, and you need to listen to him." That was a foreshadowing and speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And that's what Peter confirms. That's what Stephen confirms in this right here. And so when Stephen is saying this to the religious rulers, I suspect that some of them are starting to sense which way he was going in his answer here. Well, Stephen doesn't quit. Acts 7 verse 38 says this. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness together with the angel who was speaking to him on Mount Sinai. Okay? And who was with our fathers, and he received living oracles to pass to you. So he's speaking of Moses. He said, now, this is the Moses that was uh, with the congregation. It's literally the Greek word here, ecclesia, okay, which is a word that is used to describe the body of Christ, the church. So this is the Moses that was with the, the ecclesia in the wilderness. This is the Moses that received um, the writings from, from Mount Sinai who is with the angel, as it's described here by Stephen. This is the Moses that, our, that uh, spoke to our forefathers, that received these living oracles to pass to you. But then Stephen starts dealing with some things here. So he spent several verses here. We looked at the last two episodes of Moses, right? Then he says this, verse 39, Our fathers were unwilling to be obedient to him. Well, what does that mean? Well, when you go back and look at the accounts, you see that they, they walked in rebellion in various ways, okay? <laughs> and he, he's going to get sort of uh, some detail with them right now, okay? He says, but they repudiated him, and in their heart they turned back to Egypt. They turned back to Egypt. Remember the, the passages, how they they really wanted the leeks and the onions and all this kind of, they missed the things of Egypt. Okay, that's what he's talking about. So they repudiated him. They turned against him and his word. And in their hearts, they turned back to Egypt. They turned back to Egypt. Well, how did they turn back to Egypt? Well, Stephen quotes another passage out of the Old Testament, out of uh, Exodus 32. Do you see the pattern here with Stephen? Do you see the pattern with Peter? They spoke the word of God. Okay, they spoke the word of God. When they were proclaiming things, they were quoting the Old Testament, the word of God. It really is a pattern for us, folks. When we speak to people, we need to speak the word of God. And I'll tell you what, I, it, not, it never ceases to amaze me at how professing believers get offended by that. Get offended by it. You wouldn't believe how many times uh, people tell me, oh, well, you know, uh, quit quoting the Bible at us. I mean, they're literally saying that, quit quoting the Bible. And I'm not doing the kind of thing where I'm saying, well, it is written in 2 Hesitation 32.9. No, nothing like that. Because, you know, that kind of arrogance, everybody hates that, okay? But when you sit there and say, well, here's what the Word says this, they get so offended by that. They get offended by it. And I know why, because they're being convicted by this sort of take it out on you. And then a lot of times, the thing I get a lot nowadays is, I know the Bible, I know the Bible, you know, I know it, I know it. In other words, you don't need to say this to me, because I know that, I know that. And just the way that is often said to me, it's quite obvious they don't know it, you know. And so it's a defense mechanism, I know it, I know it, and you, you know, you don't have to say that to me, you don't have to tell that to me. Yeah. And the same thing was happening right here with Peter, with Stephen, with Paul, with John, you see them quoting the Scripture, building uh, their proclamation of the gospel upon the Scripture. So here is the next one out of verse 40. Stephen says this. This is what Moses said. Say unto Aaron, 
make for us, well, no, this is what the children of Israel were saying to Aaron. Say unto Aaron, make for us gods who will go before us. For this Moses who led us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what happened to him. Perhaps you know the story. Moses went up to the mountain. He stayed up there quite a while, several days. And they thought something happened to him. So they, they turned to Aaron and said, hey, you need to build us a God. You need to make us a God because this Moses that led us out. We don't know what happened to him. So what happened, verse 41, at that time they made a calf and brought a sacrifice to the idol and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. This is a major, major, major problem within the body of Christ, particularly the Western church today, is that we rejoice in the work of our hands. We do it in the name of God, but what we're really doing is we create golden calves like this, and we worship golden calves. I was at a, a gathering uh, day, day before yesterday, as a matter of fact, and uh, where people were talking about stuff, doing this and doing that, and they're just barking up the wrong tree. We get done, and one of the guys came up to me and said, it's always all about the money, and they just don't see. They just, you know, basically they're just rejoicing in the works of their hands. The same type of thing. It's really nothing new. Tell you what, my time is up. We'll pick up this thought in the next episode, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then. <music>